welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host. Kevin Paneskis. Welcome to the Service Combination Property Podcast. So this particular episode is on Service Combination and posting on social media and why that is so important. Now, ultimately, this should get everyone's attention. It's going to help you raise money, raise joint venture finance. Okay, so that's going to help you build your portfolio and it's also going to help you get properties. Yes, people will bring you their properties for you to use as service accommodation and posting on social media helps that to happen. So typically that's going to be properties that you can manage as service accommodation. So SA management type deals. Um, there's there's lots of different uh, information that I've posted um, and that I have episodes that I've recorded around benefits to landlords of giving you their properties uh, as service combination. So properties kept in show home condition, avoiding Section 24 tax, getting capital allowances. So, so check out my other videos and podcast episodes on all of those things. But ultimately... The point I'm making here is that by posting on social media, you are making that situation more likely to happen because if people don't know about it, then how how could they know about it? And, you know, you posting on social media is going to make that more likely to happen. OK, so it can also give you uh, team members. So I was I was chatting to somebody the other day, actually on Clubhouse, the new social media platform, and I suggested that he should go and work with someone that I know in his area. It's actually some Scott, Scotty Hodson in, um, in Bedford. And so he was in Bedford and, and he just wanted to know, is there anyone that he could hook up with there and sort of learn on the job type type thing, giving his time for free and learning from somebody who is an experienced service combination operator. And so, yeah, I, I told him to go and uh, hook up with Scotty. So it can bring you team members. You might have someone that comes along to you and says, look, I'd just like to learn. Um, can I do anything for you? So that that can happen. And also collaboration. So I, I call them um, competi mates. In fact, it was my, my friend and colleague, Dan Eaton, that uh, coined the phrase competi mates. Well, you don't have to be at odds with competitors in your area or other people doing service combination in your area, you can collaborate and you can give them bookings when you are full and they can give you bookings when when they are full. And it's it's a win-win situation um, when you think about it in those terms. Now, there are multiple different platforms to be posting on and I know it can be a little bit overwhelming. So Facebook, yeah, I'm going to start with Facebook. Now you've got a Facebook page. So what I suggest you do for your service combination business is have its own Facebook page. 
yeah, that's what I advocate you do. Have your own Facebook page for your serviced accommodation business, not per, pro per property, but for your serviced accommodation business. It just gives you more chance of getting direct bookings. Now, you should be also posting into Facebook groups. Now, the Progressive Property Community, that is a Facebook group. So you can be jumping into other Facebook groups. Um, obviously, gen generic property, but there are also specific serviced accommodation type groups as well. So go and search for those, um, you know, on Facebook. You can also find ones by searching that maybe in your local area. So service accommodation Swansea, for instance, that, that is a Facebook group. And you can also be posting onto your own profile. Now, people get a little bit afraid of posting on their own Facebook profile because they don't want their friends and family and their work colleagues and stuff to know what they're doing. Now, I'm I'm on the fence a little bit about this. I Sometimes I say, no, just do it. Tough. If they don't like it, it's their problem. And other times I can... I can, I can um, understand okay I can sympathize with that now guess what I, I think a while ago you couldn't have two Facebook profiles but you can have two f Facebook profiles it is perfectly okay so when I I'd left the army and I decided to start up um, as a professional property investor I did create a another profile and so all my army uh, mates are in my old Facebook which I'm they'll go in there, my old Facebook profile, and I sort of have my professional uh, facing uh, Facebook profile So as well. Now, so you can have both. Now, what I'd suggest you do if you're going to do that is have your personal one, the one that you don't want to be posting about uh, property, etc., uh, have the name uh, changed to a bit of an alias or something like that that your friends and, and family will know, but is not easily um, searchable okay so hopefully that makes sense so because otherwise you're just going to get lots of friend requests and cross pollinations and things like that going on so yes you can have two facebook profiles and i suggest that you also post on your facebook profile and um yeah instagram okay so instagram is also another platform so i am on all these different platforms and i am active on some more than others so i'm i'm I'm, I'm active on Instagram, I'm active on Facebook, LinkedIn, I'm also on there. And so this uh, this live is also going into my LinkedIn, Twitter, not so much, but uh, I have got my own Twitter account. Um, so Twitter account generally for your own personal profile, not necessarily for your uh properties or your business but you can I do know some people that do that but um, in my experience I've not found too much success with Twitter and Snapchat and TikTok now I am not busy or, or that engaged on Snapchat or TikTok but never say never right never say never I mean who wants you know who wants to see a bit of dad dancing from time to time I can get myself on TikTok but I am aware that they are there and I'm not written it off and, and I do need to pull my finger out and explore it a little bit more so that, that you know, watch this space, folks, watch this space. Now, YouTube as well, absolutely, you should also be posting on YouTube. Everybody can create their own YouTube channel and do you know what? You can use it as well for doing things like uh, creating a video 
on the directions to your property. Let's say it's a people quite often get lost, for instance. So you could actually video, I, I would suggest walking um, the route and you could speed it up or something like that. But maybe there's certain parts of the route that are slightly difficult for people. You could video that. You could video how to um, operate the, the lockbox for getting keys out. Some people struggle with that. You could do a video of working the cooker, working the, the, um, the, the boiler, the central heating. And you can actually just... In, have the links to your YouTube videos and give those to your guests, okay? They can be sent to people multiple different ways by by text or on your website um, on how to do certain things. You can have electronic welcome packs. So that, that's a useful uh, tip as well with YouTube, but you should definitely be posting on YouTube as well. Now, what I'm currently doing now is obviously I'm recording this podcast episode, but I am living into multiple places at once. I have got my Mac that I am talking into, and on my Mac, I have got a platform called StreamYard. So StreamYard enables you to live into multiple places at once. So I'm currently living on YouTube, LinkedIn, my Facebook profile, my Facebook uh, group. So I've got my own Facebook groups and my Facebook page, Property Soldier. Um, So yeah, LinkedIn, YouTube and Facebook simultaneously. It's not allowing anyone to to live stream into any other platforms yet, but that is still to come. So um, StreamYard, it, it works a little bit like um, Zoom in, in that you can have Zoom type calls on StreamYard and, and it's just not going out live. You can have uh, conversations and people in the room and, and you can see their, their video at the same time. So you can use it that way, but also you can use it to be living out and doing doing live videos at the same time. And so that's that's pretty cool. It's no more expensive than the, the paid for version of Zoom. So that's a really top tip because a lot of people say, well, how do I find enough time to be posting in multiple places? Well, this is multitasking all at the same time and and living into different places all at the same time. And guess what I'm also doing? I'm recording a podcast episode at the same time. And and that is really cool content as well. So it's, it's, could be another string to your bow. Maybe it's worth considering having a podcast, but definitely be posting on social media. Now, I've talked about the different platforms that you could be posting on then you should be posting on. And what I'm going to say now is make sure that you are looking at the camera, not looking at yourself. Now, just for, for people watching this, I have actually got two cameras to be looking at. So what I've done, I've got my Mac and also behind my Mac on a tripod, I have got my phone that is also living. So I'm using my phone to live into the Progressive Property Community because that is not my group. So I cannot use StreamYard to live into that group. That is obviously Progressive Properties Group. So this is that is what I'm doing here. So I've aligned the camera aperture above 
the Mac aperture. And so if you're not too sure where these are, you just need to use your finger whilst you're looking at yourself and you will see when you cover the, the camera aperture up. And that's where you need to be looking. Don't do what you see most people doing and looking at themselves whilst they're doing the video because it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit like you're watching someone who's not looking at you and talking at you, but the they are and they aren't. And it's just, uh, there's a disconnect between the audience and you if you are not looking at the camera. You've all seen people on the, the news these days uh, talking uh, to the reporters via Zoom and they're not looking at the camera, are they? They're looking down or to one side and, and you will understand what I mean then, that it's just a little bit odd. Uh, it's difficult to not look at yourself talking um, but you but you just got to do it you got to look at the camera and because it, it makes for much better it makes it much better for the audience to be actually watching you whilst you are doing your social media so actually you might be seeing my uh, eyes flick up and down slightly because I can't have the the two cameras exactly together because otherwise it would block out part of the screen for the iPhone which is uh, position behind the Mac. So that should explain that one. But I've done it, I've angled it, and I've positioned it as best I can so that I'm look, looking in the same direction and everything is aligned as best as possible looking at the camera. So um, top tip on that one, guys, really important. Now, what I would suggest you do on your different social media channels is have a link to your website, so your bookings website. So the website where people could get through and book your serviced accommodation properties directly. Now, on websites, I, I've done a bit of content around this recently. If you, if you want to help yourself get direct bookings from companies and get rent to SA properties from letting agents, I actually suggest you have a separate standalone website for that. It's not that expensive. If anyone wants to message me, I'll, I'll uh, give you a point of contact of someone that can create you a, a really, really cheap but um, made fit for purpose website that is just targeting letting agents and corporate, uh, corporate uh, so companies who are going to um, book your service accommodation properties. Now, the reason why I leave out rent to SA from landlords there is because if your website is landlord facing as well as letting agent facing, the letting agents are going to be worried that you're going to try and nick their landlords because you're in, in your landlord facing website and the copy is going to be selling the benefits of them giving you their properties to use our service accommodation. So the, the letting agent is going to think and understandably think that you're going to be in direct competition with them for landlords. So that's going to scare them off. So actually, what I suggest you do is just have a standalone website that promotes the benefits of serviced accommodation to companies who will should book with you instead of putting their clients, staff, employees, you know, visiting guests, etc., with you instead of putting them in hotels. So you're just talking about that how much cost saving it can be, the fact that you they get a lounge, they get a kitchen, etc. Okay. And that exact same website you can be showing to the letting agents 
and that, that then therefore they're going to understand why you want to take their property. It's because you want to be accommodating your corporate clients. So hopefully that makes sense. Have a link to your website, but actually what I would suggest you do is don't just have a one-stop shop catch-all website talking about all the different things, you know, section 24 and capital allowance and, and things like that. Letting agents are going to be confused by that as, as well as companies. So Never the twain shall meet, separate the two. So have a link to your website, but it is your bookings website where people can book with you direct. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to wait till I'm further down the, the line and, until I get the keys to properties or even when I'm up and running and successful in service accommodation. No, document your journey. Um, I, I, I regret not documenting my journey early early doors, and uh, I was I was chatting into a, a really experienced uh, property um, guru, if you like, just just uh, the other day, not Rob Moore, a different one. So I'm not going to mention uh, who it is, and um, he was saying, "No, I really regret not not posting my early." Um, trials and, and tribulations. So you don't have to have a property yet. You can be talking about the fact that you're going on a property training course, or you're, you know, you're you're learning from podcasts, you're learning from books, that you are getting yourself educated. You can be talking about doing your viewings. You can be talking about speaking to agents and speaking to landlords and and doing all of the steps prior to actually getting a property. So we all see people where they've got their jingly jangly keys one. Well, there's an awful lot of content that you've missed out before that. And you know what? What you will find and what I hear time and time again is is sometimes someone who's been posting their journey on social media is approached by someone that wants to give them their property or give them some joint venture finance. Now, Often that person has not been commenting and not been liking on that person's social media. And so it's a bit of a weird thing. Some people just watch. They don't like and they don't comment. So please don't be put off when you're not getting lots of engagement on your social media posts. Just do it anyway because you will be getting watched by people who are just getting to know, like, and trust you, and they just want to watch you, and they might be a little bit shy, etc. So don't worry if you're not getting lots of engagement, likes, and follows, and shares, and all of that stuff. Just do it anyway. Now, again, why would it help you raise money? Well, you can be talking about, you could, part of your content, and don't just do it once, do it over again, is how much money you could make from a serviced accommodation property. Maybe if you've already got some, how much money you're making from serviced accommodation property, but generically, in generic terms, how much money you could make from serviced accommodation property. You could be talking about how rubbish the interest rates are in the bank right now and how literally this much money for a deposit, this much money for leasing some furniture, let's say, and, and you could be bringing in two and a half grand from a serviced accommodation property per month. And after all costs, could be cash flowing a thousand pounds. Now, you're you're doing content like that, and and someone who's got money that's literally going down in value in the bank could think, Do you know what? Okay, sod this. I'm going to reach out to that person and say, look, okay, if I gave you X amount, how much rate of return would you be able to give me? 
if they ever do that, just say, well, how much would you like? Please don't just jump straight in with, I'll give you 8% or something like that. How much would work for you? And they might come out with 4% or something like that. It's going to be a lot better than they're getting in the bank. And so that is how that works. You will get landlords bringing you their properties. You could be talking about the benefits of service combination um, over using property as buy to let. So we've, I don't know, you may or may not know you've got the tenant eviction ban in place and having to give six months notice and landlords being told they're going to have to wait a year to, to get a tenant out who's not paying any rent and things like that. That is all going on guys it really is i mean I, i'm a uh, hmo and buy to let landlord myself i have got experience of this going on in, in that side of my portfolio but not in my serviced accommodation portfolio because your guests are not tenants they are guests they live somewhere else you're not bound by those restrictions which in my opinion are completely unfair so you could be doing that sort of content and guess what you're going to be keeping these properties in show home condition guaranteeing that the money is paid on time every single month. Or if it's SA management type scenario, the landlord could be getting even more than market rental for the property and avoiding section 24 and capital allowances. So that is all of the sorts of things that you could be doing when posting on social media. And you should be posting on social media. And don't worry if you're not polished, don't worry if you're not experienced, and don't worry if you're nervous. Just do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. So hopefully you found that useful. Let me know via my different social media channels if you found that useful and if you have any comments or any questions. So here's to your service accommodation success. And remember, your future needs you. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.